Okay. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the evening tea with Zachary Bear or Zach Bear, however it's put. Um, it's been a while, but I have my friend Corbin here as always. How are you, Corbin? As always, doing well. It's been a while. It's been like a month since uh, we recorded last. I know. Well, fuck me. I guess uh, you just gave up on it. I didn't <laughs> give up on it. I got busy. Okay, calm down. <laughs> <clears throat> that sound you're hearing is us chewing popcorn. Sorry for that, but we're hungry. Yeah. You never go wrong with popcorn. So what have you been up to you past 12 years since I haven't seen you? <laughs> well, um, I mean, primarily, uh, I've been working a lot. And then uh, just got back from a vacation from, uh, to Yellowstone. And then before that, let me think what I did before that. Um no big trips really. I went to LA for a little bit, but I think we had a podcast since then. I've been spending a lot of time with people from work. Um, just like after work, going out to bars, stuff like that lately. And then just staying busy with other stuff. So <laughs> not too exciting. Although I am, I do have trips coming up. I'm going to Boston Monday and then I come back Friday and then Saturday I go to Arizona for work. God, it's going to be hot down I'll, there. It'll be hot. Yeah. And then I come back Wednesday and then in September, I'm going to San Francisco. And in November, Are you I'm going trying to, to tell us something, Corbin? Going love, to your home? I love San Francisco, but not for the reason you love it. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that's the reason you love it. <laughs> <laughs> the land of your people. <laughs> the land of your people. <laughs> and it has been a while, because the last time I saw you, your facial hair hadn't even grown back all the way yet. Oh, shit. That must have been... That must have been like early May. It was like April. I shaved the last it. time we did a podcast. I shaved it uh, in April, and it grew back. I had it. I had it grown back to a decent level by like May first. Gosh, he looked like a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> he looks. I couldn't even take him seriously. It's true. <laughs> Are you glad that it's grown back? I am. It's so nice. Are you it. ever going to shave it again? No. Nah, I mean, at some point, I probably will. I mean, I got. I got talked into doing it for work, so someone could probably talk me into it again later, but uh, I don't plan on it. Wow. Yeah. So nothing new with me except I did get fired again. Let's hear the story. <laughs> I still have your business card on my, my fridge that I need to take off now. Uh, yeah, you do. Fuck that place. <laughs> no. Okay. So I didn't have, I've been working there since April. Um, and I didn't have any idea that there was any issues going on. You know, one of their biggest contracts was due to me because, um, do you remember Kevin? You know, Kevin, Kevin uh, and Jordan. Yeah. So Kevin is the supervisor down there and he had told me one day, yeah, we use a staffing agency, but nobody can, um, they can't seem to give us any workers and the workers that they do give us we end up having to fire because they come back with a shitty driving record or they come back with something on their background check and we go into people's homes so they can't have any kind of criminal background whatsoever. So I was like, well, here, take our card, let us know, whatever, this and that. And he ended up talking to one of the big bosses there and they ended up signing because of me, of course. And 90% of their 
employees that this staffing agency has are people that I know. 90? About 90. That seems like a high number. Oh, no. Literally... Almost all their employees were people I know. It was a pretty small company when you started that, right? Like I remember you saying that you go out drinking with a CEO and the CEO like, bought you birthday presents and stuff. And yeah, it, it seemed like it was pretty small. Yeah, and so that's why I kind of just was like, so July, uh, my family came into town. It was like July twelfth, and I spent that whole weekend with them, and I went to work on Monday. And part of the reason was because I didn't, I wasn't sure when I was going to see them again because I haven't seen this side of my family since I've been two years old. So I don't even remember them. And so uh, my one of my uncles that I stayed with up in North Salt Lake when I was living there, um, he got, he went, he took one of my other uncles and a couple of my cousins out to the dunes that Saturday. Well, they rolled the the side by side, and he got hurt pretty bad, and so it kind of fucked up the vacation for all the family because they were going to be here up until that following week, and so that Sunday I left and I was like, "Hey, well, I'm not really sure what the plan is. I'm gonna go. I have to work tomorrow," so I like said my final goodbyes, and I went to work. There was no problems, uh, and then my. They ended up going, only a couple of them ended up going to Vernal because one of my aunts really wanted to see the dinosaur place. Yeah. And so my uncle that got hurt ended up being released from the hospital that day. And he was telling my aunt, like, take them, still take them on vacation, do what they need. Because they had, they were going to come here for a few days. And then the plan was to leave from Vernal on Tuesday morning and go straight down to Mesquite and then go to Vegas from there. Okay. Because they were all flying out of Vegas. To go back home. So he was like, you still, they need to, they need to be able to get down to Vegas to leave. So, so you had to go drive them. No, no, your aunt. Yeah. So she still, even though she didn't want to go because, you know, her husband just almost died, but she still did it because that's what he wanted her to do. So I went to work Monday. There was no problems. And then, um, I went and seen my uncles that stayed behind because they didn't want to go to dinosaur land. Mm-hmm. So I was hanging out with them for a little bit and then I didn't know what the plan was. So I went home Monday night and then my aunt called me and was like, well, we're not going to be going to Vegas until Wednesday. So you can come tonight if you want and see everybody one last time. So I did. I went to work Tuesday. No problems with my work. Went to them, went and saw my family after work. And then I was like, okay, well... What time are you guys leaving to go to Vegas tomorrow? And they're like, well, one o'clock. So I went to work. And the first thing that happened was they pulled me into the conference room. And they were like, so we've had some people tell us that uh, they've left messages. And we're not getting those messages. And we've been real lenient with your work schedule. But we want you to start being here at nine. So we're going to place you on a three-day suspension and give you a write-up for that. So they gave me a write-up. And from the 17th, 18th, and 19th, I had off with no pay, of course. So they're like, we want you here Monday morning at 9 o'clock. And I was like, okay. So I go in on Monday, and they're like, well, we bought this call log, and we want you to start 
um, notating whoever it is that calls, the time, the day, what they called about. If they want to leave a message, then you have to write it on this paper and hand it to us by the end of the day. And so I was like, okay. And they started treating me like shit. And so Tuesday, it was right about the end of the day when they told me that they were going to be closed on the 24th. So I was like, okay, so another day with no pay. And I ended up getting a phone call from one of our employees. And the one of the co-owners, I guess he was trying to make a call to a potential client. And as I was talking, our office was super tiny. It was probably like as big as your living room. Okay. So he ended up leaving the room and then coming back in and didn't say anything to me that day. So they waited till Thursday after the holiday. I walked in and he immediately pulls me into the conference room and he's like, yeah, so I just, it was really unprofessional and... You know, I know I wouldn't want to do business with a company where there's loud noise in the background, just being a real dick about it. And I was like, okay, well, 20 minutes later, after he gave me a verbal warning, they wrote me up for that and was like, you're continuously trying to be unprofessional and this and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, okay. And they're like, well, we want you to send out 30 uh, emails and 30 text messages to potential employees. Well, I got busy and they had cut my schedule in half. So, well, by 10 hours. So they were like, on that Monday, they were like, well, we want you to, your new schedule is um, 11 to 5.30. And so I can only do so much in six hours. And I started, all these employees started calling about their paychecks on Thursday. And then I had an employee that walked in, wanted to know if we had anything. So I was pretty busy. Mm -hmm. I sent out a bunch of emails, but I never sent the text messages. So I literally walked in Friday morning and they were like, well, what happened with sending the text messages? And I was like, I got busy. And I told them what I was doing. Well, we're going to have to just terminate you. And I was like, are you kidding me? And this was like the last week of July? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The last week of July. It was like one of the last days. So you've been at work for about two weeks? Yeah. And I start my new job on Monday. Where's your new job at? Um, Optum United Healthcare. Oh, yeah. You told me that. That's right. Optum, what do they do? Um, so right now it's going to be about trying to help people because I guess Optum is doing like Optum United Healthcare is like doing a bank. So it's going to be like their HRAs, like their HSAs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So for the first like couple of months, it's going to be helping people who don't know how to create their accounts, create the account or like if they lose their login information things like that. But then after that, it's going to be going into benefits questions. Um, kind of stuff, kind of the same stuff that I was somewhat doing at Towers. Mm-hmm. So, but I interviewed for that one last week and my recruiter reached out to me and was like, well, they want to offer you a position. So what do I tell them? And I was like, well, tell them I'll take it. And he was like, well, I'll let him know. And he goes, and they're probably going to be super happy because they reached out to us and they said they really wanted you to accept the offer, that they were hoping that you would accept it. And it was probably based on my background of what I've already done. Mm-hmm. You already came in with some knowledge. <laughs> yeah. You know, and even in my, they, didn't have, they didn't have to teach you everything about where the healthcare works and HSAs were. Oh, yeah. Anything else. And- Immediately, I could tell, like, when I went and interviewed, I mean, I could tell he was impressed because I knew it. A health reimbursement account was. I knew what an HRA and an HSA was, and I 
flat out told him, I was like, I literally did this for two years. I was like, granted, I was dealing with the more escalated side of things, but I, I literally dealt with this kind of stuff all the time. Right. You know, and then not only that, when I worked for the doctor's office, I still was dealing with benefits, insurance. I mm-hmm. had to run all that. I mean, so I was dealing, I, I mean, I have a great deal of knowledge in that kind of field yeah. of work. Yeah. Makes sense why they would want you based on your background. Um, so new job on Monday. New job on Monday. It's going to be weird because I've been sleeping till like two, three in the yeah. afternoon. <laughs> and then you got fired. Then you start sleeping till four. <laughs> and you see, and it was so, I was super stressed because I reopened my unemployment claim from the last job that let me go. Mm-hmm. And because my mom was like, you know, you should still be able to get that. So when I called the unemployment office, they were like, well, your claim is still good up until March of next year. So I reopened it. And then they told me, they tell me, well, it's going to be about four weeks for our decision. And I'm like, fuck, like, I'm going to start losing everything. I don't know how I'm going to pay for shit. Just all this. I I was super stressed. Well, this week is when it finally got approved. But before that, they tried saying that I went, uh, that I, that I committed fraud. And my former employer that I just got fired from, he actually, the co-owner called me, which I don't think they're supposed to do. And he was like, yeah, um, he was like, we just got this uh, letter from unemployment and they're wanting us to do a wage audit. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, what about? And he goes, I don't know. And so he read me the letter and it basically was saying that uh, this person is trying to reopen a claim. And according to our records, we show that he may have been employed while receiving benefits. Oh, so they, they want to make sure there's no overlap, right? Make sure that you weren't working there for a little bit while getting your benefits at the same yeah. time. So what happened was the week that they were talking about that I got overpaid was the week of April 13th, ending in the 13th, which was that Saturday. I got my job and I started on April 9th, which was a Tuesday. And so when I filed for that for that other week or for that last week, um, I called or from the, for the week of the 13th, it had asked me like, have, did you, or have you been, um, offered full-time work? And I put yes, but it didn't ask me certain dates. And so when I, I noticed that I didn't get the payment on Monday, cause usually it'll go in about Monday or Tuesday morning if you do it on Sunday. So I noticed that it didn't go in Monday, the payment. So then I kind of just was like, well, maybe it'll go in tomorrow. So Tuesday came and it didn't go in. So I called the unemployment office and they were like, well, it's been denied because it says that you indicated you had a job. And she was like, when did you start? And I was like, last week, which was April 9th. And Mm -hmm. she was like, well, give me a second and I'll come back to you. And she puts me on hold and she's like, well, we'll go ahead and approve that week. So I was approved and paid and they tried saying that I had committed fraud and was in overpayment and owed them $390. And they were like, you need to call this lady by April 12th uh, to get this situated. So I called her and she called me literally like last Thursday. And I was like, yeah, um, I don't know what you're talking about. And so she started looking it up and she was like, well, technically you should have been not cut off until the 21st of April. Why? Um, I, she didn't go into detail. Huh, she just she just says that technically, from what it showed that I was reporting, 
that I shouldn't have been disqualified until the twenty the week of the twenty first. And so what they did, what she did was the money that I should have been owed that they probably would have paid me. They turned around and used that for the overpayment for the week of the 13th, which makes no sense to me because it's like if I shouldn't have been cut off, I shouldn't even. And you be shouldn't in, have an overpayment at all. Exactly. I shouldn't have an overpayment and you should have paid like, me out. I guess in the end it kind of worked out, though. I mean, you didn't have to pay anything extra. You st- yeah, which I was super excited about. You weren't about. expecting any extra money. and so I don't need the state coming after me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just saw an article uh, today about a man uh, here in Utah who um, they just found out he hasn't been paying income taxes for three years. Sorry, sorry, 30 years. It was three decades. Yeah, that's going to be a pretty hefty fine. Uh, that's going to be like time. prison time. That's like tax evasion, major tax evasion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was actually going to file bankruptcy a couple months ago. And the attorney was like, well, I'm going to need your 2017 and your 2018 tax returns. And I was like, fuck. And you filed tax returns, right? Well, I filed for <laughs> I filed for last year, but I never filed for 2017. should get on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't let that shit linger too long. I'll just get to it when they notice. When they notice, they fine you. <laughs> they they make you pay interest. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, really? I didn't? <laughs> so, yeah, I couldn't do that. I couldn't go that route because I guess that they, they want that for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> they want my tax returns for those years. I didn't even get a refund this year. Because I owed University Hospital, so my state refund of two hundred dollars that I would have gotten um, went right to the University of Utah Hospital, and then I would have gotten—I didn't get anything back from federal because I actually owe federal because I was claiming exempt for most of the year last year, mm-hmm. and so. I owe them seven hundred and something dollars because apparently I was supposed to have paid like nineteen something, and I only paid like eleven hundred something for my federal. Yeah, last year, so now I owe them seven hundred and something bucks. Yeah, that I mean that that's better. Uh, if you if you don't don't take any exemptions and just you know you wait to your big tax return at the end of the year, you're losing out on money because then the government is holding your money all year long. And then it gives some back to you at the end of the year versus if you just play the exemption game so you don't owe anything or you owe very little, then you're earning interest in that money and you pay the government back later. Yeah. So I'm going to. Or you spend it on alcohol either way. <laughs> yeah. I don't drink Corbin. <laughs> you're a good boy. I am a child of God over here. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know how many jobs you've had in your 31 years? Um, 24. Okay. <laughs> um, well, when I was younger, I kind of just job hopped. Mm-hmm. Kind of just went from job to job. I've never actually worked a, in a restaurant. And I've never actually done like fast food. I refuse. I refuse <laughs> to deal with people. Like I'll do... Maybe, meat. I, maybe that's why you're so rude to them. Uh, I was never rude to customers. Even when I worked for where you work, I was never rude. No, no, no. That's why you're rude to fast food people. Oh. <laughs> well, that's a different story. If they wouldn't keep fucking my shit up, then I wouldn't have to be rude. <laughs> 
You know, I mean, and then they want $15 an hour and they can't even fucking get a menu or an, an order right. <laughs> so, no. But I think maybe I've had probably from the time I've been 18, probably like 15 jobs. There was a period where you didn't work, right? Where you just kind of yeah. tra- traveling the world? Yeah, there was a, a huge period that I didn't work and because I didn't need to. It wasn't until, so it was probably That back, Russian mafia money. <laughs> it was probably back in 2009 that I stopped working. And then I started working back in 2014. So, and my first job back into when I was working was at Walmart. And then I've actually been blacklisted there. I can't work there anymore. What'd you do? Well, I quit once. <laughs> Did you come back and take a shit on the counter? <laughs> no. So I quit once and then I was desperate. And so the store manager brought me back um, how, right before Christmas time. How did you time. convince him to bring you back? Her. <laughs> oh, um, so I know you didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was actually a really good employee. I actually did. I don't I believe mean, you. I really was. I mean, I, <laughs> I made one of my you, managers cry. I don't believe you put any effort into a Walmart job. <laughs> I actually, so when I very first started, um, we were going through inventory and my manager, she was, she was, I mean, I liked her. I loved her. She was, she was great. But at first, when I first started, I don't know what it was, but we were, it was during inventory and she came up to me and started talking to me all crazy. And was asking me why there was no tag on something or something or another. And I was like, okay, first of all, I was like, I'm not a child, so you're not going to talk to me like one. I'm an adult, so I expect it to be treated that way. I was like, and second of all, there ain't no um, tagging machine or whatever the fuck it was called to put a tag on here. And she like walked away and I guess she ran in the back and cried because she was already stressed out during inventory. <laughs> and I yelled at her and fucking... <laughs> <laughs> made her cry and then she ended up bringing me on overnights because i was really good at doing apparel and they didn't have anybody on overnights that did it and so my uh co-manager which is like right underneath the store manager she had to open like a special position so that i could get on overnights as that and so being that I was the only one out of all the employees besides the cashier that had cashier numbers, um, I, they gave me a walkie-talkie uh, when I got there at the, end of, at the beginning of my shift. Um, I got keys practically to the entire store in case I needed to go help somebody in jewelry, electronics, or um, sporting goods. So the only thing I didn't have was keys to the store. <laughs> And then I quit in February um, um, 2015, early 2015. And then um, I did something else later that year. And then I got desperate and then went back to Walmart. And then I ended up quitting again. And uh, it was like a year ago, right after I quit um, Towers. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who's, who you, who was working there before she quit. Mm-hmm. And she went, she actually followed the store manager uh, from each store. So she started out at the Midvale store uh, up there in Fort Union. 
And then the store manager opened the one in South Jordan off of 104th and Bangator. Mm-hmm. And then she ended up getting a promotion to be the store manager at the one in Jordan Landing. And so she followed her from each store and she was like, well, we can bring you on, blah, 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 this and that. Um, she, she'll hire you. So I did my thing, put in my application, and she was like, well, so-and-so from HR is going to give you a call. And I was like, okay. And she was like, yeah, um, it shows here that you've been in the red book. And I was like, okay, what, is, what does that mean? It means you're non-rehirable. And she was like, so something must have happened last time. And I was like, I thought I left on good terms. Because the first time I quit, I was fucking completely shit-faced. And I walked in and I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm done. I am done. And um, yeah, I was a damn good worker. I still don't believe you. <laughs> you can't convince me. I was a damn good worker. I, Mar- it was funny because Markeisha was telling me that after I left uh, Towers Watson that um, the people that got passed on to her uh, from me were super pissed that I was gone. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? She was like, oh, she was like, I had to hear it. She goes, they, I had a couple people just cuss me out because you were not working on their case anymore. And I was like, well, what did you tell him? Well, he's no longer with the company. And they were just, they, you know how they are. They were, they were pissed. They weren't having mm-hmm. it. Yeah. They, they want your cell phone number. If they, if they, <laughs> if they could get it, they'd ask for it. Oh yeah. And so, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, that was part of like in the last couple of interviews I've done for jobs last week, um, Towers was my biggest, my big, my biggest example. Like, tell me about a time when, mm-hmm. you know, this and this and this happened and tell me about a time when you like helped somebody and then, um, what, like what the outcome was. And the biggest one I can think of was. Um, that woman that I had been passed around from uh, one of the agents that was fired on our on the R and R team, uh, he ended up getting canned, and then she got passed to uh, the little Asian girl that was on our team for a while, and then she ended up quitting, and then she got passed on to me. And this was like May of no, this was like April of last year. And so that was one of my examples was, you know, her dad died. He was a retiree from what's the, what's the train company called? Amtrak, I think is what he was a retiree, but he ended up getting sick and he didn't use any of his HRA for like the past five years. And so he had like $30,000 sitting in there. And I literally for months worked with his daughter. And I was like, okay, well, I need EOBs from his insurance company. And she, I mean, everybody thought I was being sued when I got the package. Cause it was literally came in one of those big white envelopes from the post office. And it was like this thick. And <laughs> literally it was nothing but EOBs. <clears throat> And she was like, Zach, I can't tell you, you'd be, you'd shit your pants. When I asked them for the EOBs, they literally sent me a box and it wasn't just like a tiny box. It was like Like a a baker's box. box. Yeah. Like a big box that you would move stuff in. Mm -hmm. 
and it was literally all his uh, his EOBs from all of the stuff that he had gone through. So I literally had to sit there, and there was probably maybe like six thousand pages of EOBs, and I had to sit there and go through each of those EOBs one by one, and start claiming and sending to the uh, uh, what is what is that? What is what? What do they call those people? The funding department. Yeah, I had to literally send all those claims with the documentation, everything to the funding department. I ended up getting everything, but I think three thousand dollars reimbursed back to them. Damn. And at that point, she was like, "You know what? There's three thousand dollars left in there. We can leave it at that." She was like, "At least my mom now has a majority of that money that." could have been used but he never claimed anything because he was too sick he was dying and she was just like you know she, she was telling me a funny story about her dad she was like i he always used to tell us i will never die in a nursing home i i refuse to be in a nursing home until i die and she was like and zach you know he lived true to his word she goes we put him in uh, an assisted living home and less than two hours, he was gone. Damn. He, I literally drove all the way home two hours later, and I'm getting a phone call telling me that he died, that he passed away. And she was like, I can think about it and laugh about it now, but he was very serious. He was not going to live or die in a nursing home, but he ended up dying in one, but he refused to live in one. And I was like, well, that's... That's... Uh, not so good, I guess. <laughs> but I wouldn't want to be in one either. I want to die in my sleep. Um, I can't remember which comedian it is. It might be, it might be Tosh. He has a joke about uh, everyone always says they want to die in their sleep. But what if that's the most painful way? We just don't know. What if you're just trapped in your body and it's like all your nerve endings are all firing at once? <laughs> and, and you just... Because I think it was this next might be Jim Gaffigan, like everyone's just standing around, like oh oh there he goes, so peaceful, and you're just in hell in there. <laughs> we never know; it could be. We never know; it could be. Light burning might be the worst. I think so too. I mean, because it's hot. It's not. It's not immediate either. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we could ask Mandy. <laughs> Her house burned down. She didn't burn down, but no, I was I was talking about something. Did she not talk? To, did she not tell you about that? No, our fiasco. We went camping. What happened? So <laughs> okay, let's hear the dirt. So uh, we went camping, and I don't I don't generally go camping. Oh, I know. So <laughs> it was my first like actual time where I was like, cause the, uh, the one time we went camping, we only went up for one night and then we all left Saturday morning. And then, um, it was like a couple weeks after that, they planned this big trip. And so I was like, okay, well I'll go and I'll actually stay the three days. Thanks like, for the invite, by the way. <laughs> when have you ever needed an invite? I'm just going to search the mountains for you. <laughs> Hope I find you. <laughs> <laughs> there's not that many to choose from so <laughs> but no so i was like okay i'm gonna actually go i'm gonna stay friday saturday and then go home sunday so we were up there and uh, you remember josh 
Fat Josh? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> we he had brought a couple of extra tents, and they had all st- we'd all started. I can't say they because I took a few shots, but we had all started drinking tequila. My friend John brought the tequila, and this was the first time my friend John ever met anybody. So um, he ended up inviting one of his friends up with us because we went to Settlement Canyon in Tooele. Okay. And John and his friend Bryce live in Tooele. So we get up there and we start taking shots, but I I already know how I am on tequila. I'm either naked in the bushes somewhere or... I'm blacked out and I don't remember anything. So I took maybe like four shots and then I was drinking those natty daddies the rest of the night. Okay. Did you kick fire in Mandy's face? No. So <laughs> it, it, it's, it's getting there. So I ended up deciding to go to bed and I guess Josh's tent was cause he had heard commotion going on. So I guess he walked out, but his tent was broken and it hit and it had like kind of collapsed. And so uh, he, I guess thought it was me is what Mandy was saying. He thought I kicked over his tent. Probably did. So, well, his tent was behind mine. So why would I go all the way in the back to go kick his you're tent? Drunk. <laughs> no. So Simple explanation. So he gets out and he, I guess he kicks my tent over and I was already kind of asleep at that point. And they had all come over and, and I guess were like, you can't leave this tent like that. So they were trying to put it up. I remember somebody had fallen and it had like hit my neck. And I woke up and I got super pissed off. And they were all laughing about it. And well, you know how I am when I get mad. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm out of here. Yep. So that was that was what happened. I was like, uh, where's my keys? And they would not give me my keys. And so I started Throwing the camp around, throwing oh, the chairs around. I was like, I was determined to find my keys. Yeah, I know how you are when you want your keys. <laughs> that happened here. <laughs> but I didn't trash your house up. You would have. I would not have. <laughs> <laughs> and so I started throwing stuff around. And all I remember is I turned around and Mandy was running towards me and hit me in the head with a bo- her box of wine. And I pushed her. Away from me. Into the fire. (laughs) I didn't see that she fell into the fire. (laughs) You just heard the screams. Well, I didn't even hear that. So I didn't know that she went into the fire until the next day. Um, Because remember Casey? Yeah. So I pushed her away from me and he fucking tackled me from the side like we were fucking playing football. (laughs) And literally fell almost into her son's tent. I mean, he had me in a chokehold. And so I, at that, she, I guess, fell into the fire. And my friend John, his friend Bryce, I guess, pulled her out of it. And I didn't know that she went into the fire until the next day when John started telling me, like, all the stuff, what happened, what he had heard. And uh, I guess, I mean, because I went back out to, because I drove all the way home. Uh, Casey ended up throwing my keys clear across the camp. And I found him and went. I drove all the way home to Clearfield. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? And I, I was just done. And and actually, it was Kevin that reached out to me like an hour after I got home that day. And they were like, well, he was like, well, are you okay? And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah. And so we kind of talked about it. And then 
Um, John ended up calling me hours after that and was like, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't blame you. He goes, I know after I had told, cause he'd only heard their part of the story cause he was asleep. He woke up after all the chaos. Mm-hmm. I was literally in my car getting ready to leave when he woke up and he was like trying to figure it all out. And so he was telling me the next day, he's like, yeah, all I know is that they were like, he's such a piece of shit. He threw it in a fire, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, it just doesn't make sense to me. He goes, because there's part of the story that's missing. He goes, I don't just see him throwing his best friend into a fire for no reason. Yeah. You know? And, and so after I went back out to Tooele, cause I went to go meet with him, I started telling him what I remember. And that's when he started putting two and two together and was like, oh, okay, now it makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, yeah. I mean, we joke about it now. I mean, <laughs> like, we, we've been joking about it, like, the past few weeks. But, I mean, it, it's just been crazy. Like, one day she, I was over there and I was like, you know those beer cozies? And I was like, mm-hmm. trying to slap her with one. And she was like, what? Do I need to grab the box of wine? And I was like, okay, where's the fire? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't hear about that. I haven't heard of that. I haven't hung out with you guys in quite a while. Um, uh, Every every once in a while, I hit you and Mandy up, and you're always busy. Or I'm busy. You're more busy than we are. You know we don't have no life. Oh, I know. That's why I always hit you up. <laughs> oh, when you're when you're when you don't have a life that day, that's when you decide to exactly. hit us up. <laughs> exactly. What a shitty friend. <laughs> we never get invited to anything anymore. Where were you on Saturday? Dakota said that same thing uh, when we were up there when we saw him and that girl. Mm-hmm. I was like, "How come you don't ha- come hang out with us anymore?" Well, I mean, I don't ever get invited to anything. I was like. You've been hanging out with Corbin too much. I was like, when have you needed an invite? So you're saying I should just drop by anytime. Everybody else does. <laughs> I just show the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here, bitch. You don't show the, show the fuck up here? Well, because I never know if you're home, <laughs> if you're out of town. <laughs> Hit me with a text. I, I was just going to say, I guess I could just text you. but. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, what else is up with you? Um, other than that, I mean, not a whole lot. I mean, yeah, really nothing. Just been hanging out. It took a while. Mandy was, so Mandy was mad because she had to apologize first. But in my eyes, I didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) In my eyes, I was not in the wrong. So, and she ended up apologizing to me on the 4th. And she was like, um, she she said something to me, and then she was like, "I'm so, I just want to say I'm sorry, blah blah blah, this and that." And blah, then blah, blah. I was trying to think of something to say, and I was like, "Like, what should I say?" And then because it had been like a whole like week and a half since we had since that had happened, and I was like, "What do I say?" And so all of a sudden I get a text, but if it's gonna be shitty. At least ignore me and then reply tomorrow because it's the fourth <laughs> and my feelings will be hurt. And, <laughs> and you're like, I'm not going to play. <laughs> and so I just kind of went on and then, you know, I was super pissed at Casey 
Um, and cause I, I mean, I've just, I, it's, it's been a while since I've been beat up like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Since I've been thrown, thrown around. And so, um, I just was, I was, I mean, he ended up texting me two days after she did and was like, I know you probably hate me and you're mad at me and I just want to say I'm sorry. And he was like, I'm not usually like that when I'm drinking and I don't know what it was and blah, blah, blah. And, and my first response was super shitty, but I, I was joking. I was like, fuck you, Casey. And then I was like, LOL, just kidding. And so we kind of talked about it and I mean, things are good now, so... I mean, I still see him all the time. Yeah, you guys' group breaks up and gets back together all the time. Not really. No, 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 you do. No, you do. not. No. So me and Mandy, have I'm out of, I've known her since 2016. Out of all that time I've known her, we've only ever been in like two or three arguments. Um, None that have exploded like that. Every time, but... you, every time you drink and you want to go drive and she stops you from driving and you yell at her and you get really, really mad. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. You guys got really mad at Chad for some reason. I remember Mandy like text me one day and I was like, remove Chad from everything. You guys can't be friends with them now or something like that. What and then, you, that? and then you guys made up again. I don't know. She, he said something. I can't remember. I can't remember. There was some big like Snapchat conversation or some weird thing. Was that for my birthday? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. And that was then, crazy. And then one day, I think it was Megan's birthday. Or, no, it was, it was someone's birthday. We were just over at Megan's place one day. And Chad and, uh, not Chad, uh, Casey and Mandy got into a huge fight. That and was after Chad's birthday. He was like trying to rip, he was like trying to rip her out of her car. Like pull Casey? her out. Yeah. Like being like real, real aggressive. And I had, I had to try to get in between and like calm him down. He like punched the, punched the ground, hurt his hand pretty good. Started throwing shit was not good and then all of a sudden it's back to that normal. must have been after i left yeah it was at, it was after you left because i i already knew i was like i have to drive all this way to go home i'm like i'm not about that right now so and i'm not gonna keep drinking and so i'm gonna just go home mm-hmm. and so but yeah they ended up spending the night there i guess mandy had, had to, well so i offered to drive mandy home because i knew she was too drunk to drive she was trying to drive to get away from casey so i offered to drive her home but then she ended up trying to drive herself and then drove herself back because she said she realized she was too drunk. She said she, she said she slept in her car. Casey spent the night like sleeping on the couch or something like that. I don't remember exactly what happened after that, but, uh, Oh yeah. yeah. All I know is she did tell me that there was an argument that broke out and a, and a fight and that they ended up, she did tell me that, that she tried to drive home and she realized she was too drunk Mm -hmm. and then drove back to Megan's and then they ended up crashing there. But really, we don't like break up. Like, no, you do it all the time. We don't, though. Are you guys friends with Chad still? Yeah, we are. Because yes, that was delete him off everything. You know, yes. Fr- I can't remember why we would have said that. I I don't remember. I I don't think I ever actually knew. I just remember one day it was like y'all can't be friends with someone who would treat us like this, and everyone leave this group chat. <laughs> remember that. Oh, you know what I think it was? I think it was when, okay, so that day we were supposed to go camping and all that crazy shit happened. Um, We, no, that was the time we, we went the only that one night because my friend Jordan went with me. So him and I went to his house to go get a lot of like his camping stuff. 
but we literally uh, invited them. We were like, let's go camping. And they were like, okay, well, what time? Blah, blah, blah. Blah, well, blah. before I had called or before me and Jordan went back to his house to get, grab his camping stuff, I called Chad and he answered and he was well, he called me back and he was like, um, I was like, so are you going to come with us? And he goes, well, I just don't know what the plan is. And so he's like, well, I know we're going up there. I'm we're going to grab some camping stuff right now. And then we're leaving from there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, OK, well, let me call Casey or Mandy and see what the deal is. Never called him. And so that that turned into a huge argument just because we like try to invite them to things and it's usually they won't respond or they'll respond. That sounds like someone I know after the fact that it's already <laughs> happened and be like, oh, sorry, we can't come. Blah, blah, blah. But that sounds like literally everybody in the group. You guys all do that. I do not. You do guys that. all do that. <laughs> You guys are the worst planners I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely not. <laughs> I am the innocent victim in all this. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's been a been a pretty crazy summer, I guess, this year. Oh yeah. People thrown in fires. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> Later on, I mean, it'll be more, even more funny down the road. I, I threw somebody in the fire once. Her, she's sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, other than that, there's really been not much else going on. I mean, other than, you know, getting fired for something shitty. And then it never takes me long to get another job. So, I mean, I knew I'd have it. It was just the whole unemployment thing that was stressing me out and then mm-hmm. not having money until this week. Yeah. So Where are you living now? Are you still up north? No, I am, am back down this way. Cause and the only reason why I moved up north was because of that job. Mm-hmm. Um because of that job is why I moved up there and I thought it was the doctor job. No. No, no, I'm talking like north north, like where you were at a year and a half ago. No, so oh, did or, you not know like I lived year. in Layton? I don't, I don't, I can never keep track where you live, Zach. No, <laughs> you lived, you lived like with like your aunt and uncle or something like that. Way yeah, so there. that was in North Salt Lake, and then you came down here and moved down here again, mm-hmm. and then you moved to somewhere for else for the doctor job. Else, else. And then once I started working as the assistant manager of that staffing agency, to the regional manager, that is when I started working or living up in Clearfield. Because it was literally two miles away from where I started living up there. And now that I'm up there, I'm just like, there's... Or now that I was up there after I gotten fired, I was like, there's no need for me to be up here. Mm -hmm. There's no work. The only work that there is up there is like skilled labor, manual labor. Which you don't do. No. I (laughs) definitely don't do that. (laughs) You're not not the help. I am definitely not the help. (laughs) So when did you cut the hair? When did you get rid of the ponytail? The day before the fourth, I so it's been that long. Well, I, was, I was telling him earlier. I was when we were on our way over here. I was like, um, I it used to be shaved on the side, mm-hmm. but I when I started cutting my own hair, I did really good at it. But then one day I noticed like the ponytail was like the back part was starting to come more and more further towards the front, <laughs> and so eventually it would have just been like this and. Yeah. Uh, it would have looked like shit. So I just was like, you know what? Reset. 
cut it all off and just start over. So this this has been growing since the 4th of July. Your hair does not grow fast. It used to. You're an old man now, though. Uh, I don't even want to hear you, Corbin. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what are you, like two years away from your social security? Uh, from, get, from calling your Medicare exchange. So I was looking at movies coming out the other day. Um, it is coming out. That's why I thought of this. It chapter two. I saw an ad for it. Um, it was really, really quick, like 15 second one. But uh, is that a Friday the 13th one? Mm, I don't know. But I'm buying my tickets for the day before it comes out. So you can buy them now. I kind of need money to buy them now. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out September 5th. That's what it was. So that's real soon. It's actually really, really soon. Yeah. Um, there's actually a few good movies coming out this summer or this this, this fall. I mean, uh, I don't know if this will be good. It'll be interesting, though. But Godzilla vs. King Kong. You ever mm. see the the Kingsman the Kingsman movies? Mm-hmm. There's a third one of that coming out. New Star Wars this winter. Mm, I want to go see that. West Side Story. That's actually a year away. Well, I actually just went and saw Ho- uh, Hobbs and Shaw. How awful was that? It was actually really good. Nope, it's awful. I I won't accept any answer other than awful. (laughs) I loved it. It was so good. Such a trash movie. That franchise. Mm -mm, No, (laughs) it was great. I I actually I thought it was going to be stupid, but I actually really liked it. So I mean, I think they could have done without the whole him going back to Samoa and then resorting to like the old ways of fighting with like clubs and <laughs> rocks and shit. But, um, I actually thought it was pretty good. So I didn't think it was going to be that good. Cause I didn't, I, I had heard terrible things about it. And so I wasn't too sure, but my friend wanted to go see it. He really didn't like it. Cause he thought it was going to be more about cars, mm-hmm. like part of the fast and the furious franchise. And so he thought it was going to be more based off of all the fast cars and stuff, but it really had nothing to do about the, the cars. Fast and Furious franchise started sucking after number two. It's been super downhill since then. Although I did like the one with Charlize Theron in it, so. I do like Charlize Theron. I don't remember which one that was, though. I think it was the eighth. They're making another Fast and Furious, too. I think it comes out next year. They just will not let, they will not let that franchise die. I thought it was supposed to end with the Paul Walker one. Where they where they like split at the end of the you know they went on different roads that was supposed to be the end of it. I felt like four since then. Yeah, um, I like I really liked the first one, uh, and I really liked the one with Charlize Theron. I mean, she was just a badass in the movie. She's a badass in every movie. And one of my I can't remember who it was that said it to me, but they were like, she didn't even do anything. She controlled all the electronics and stuff. And I was like, and how badass is that? Like, yeah. you literally do not have to fight. You can be clear across the world and fucking be fucking shit up mm-hmm. the entire time. <laughs> and she's like, isn't she like South African? In that movie? No, no. Actual In real Char- life? Charlize Theron. I can't remember. Charlize Theron, which is actually a spell, uh, which is actually you pronounce it. I know. She she corrected someone in an interview, and everyone's like, like, the whole world's like, what the fuck? We've all been saying Theron. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, from South Africa. 
You know what other movie I loved her in was Monster? I don't think I saw that. When one. she played the serial killer Eileen Warnos. You do you do love your serial killers, don't you? I do. I really do. I loved that movie with fucking Zach Efron uh, that came out way about Ted Bundy. Oh yeah, I haven't seen the movie yet. It's um, it's really good. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I I, I watched uh, along like uh, the the little docu series um, about Ted Bundy. It was like the Confessions of a Killer or something like that. Well, I actually went and saw it at Sundance while it was here, and then it was so good that they released it in theaters. And then after that is when they um, put it in Netflix. It literally went on netflix yeah. super quick well i mean netflix produced it so they they put it in theaters because to be uh to be considered for an academy award you have to have an, a theater run of at least i think three weeks so they have to have an exclusive run in theaters before it hits streaming or digital or anything hmm. so um they, they they put it in like one or two theaters just like small time stuff um for like three weeks just to meet the requirement and then they throw on netflix yeah, it was really good. I mean, but anything Zac Efron is in is just amazing. Oh God. <laughs> uh, Rambo. You can't tell me that you do not find him attractive. Sure, he's attractive, but that should not be the only qualifier for a good uh, movie. Hello? <laughs> that is the only qualifier in any... Okay, so <laughs> I was actually having a conversation with one of my friends uh, this last weekend. And we started talking about dick pics. And uh, we were saying, he was saying something about how women don't like getting dick pics. And he like wanted my intake in. And I was like, you know, I was like, Your for input. me, it's a requirement. You had to have a dick pic. Before? I was like, I, I literally, I have to see what I'm working with before. It even gets. To yeah. That but you can lie with a dick pic. You can, you can work that angle game. There's things you can do. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if if it's if you're that if you're not that confident. I mean, most of the ones that I get are literally just just a hammer. Is how it it looks. Yeah, like <laughs> you flop it on the table and it's just like boom. <laughs> <laughs> Your mouth hurts looking at it. <laughs> I mean, so it's, I mean, I don't have that problem, but I'm just saying like, and it's, and it's like, I've, I've even told some of my friends that are female, like, I don't understand why you get a, why you get booty hurt when you get them. Like why it annoys you? Like I require it. Like I need to see what I'm working with before it even gets to that level. Okay. So if someone sent you a dick pic and it wasn't up to your standards, would you say no? Oh, I've been, I've been known to send people home. While we were naked, like like they they, they take their pants off, <laughs> they took like, their pants off, and I was like, "So you gotta go." <laughs> is literally how it is literally how that ended. Damn that that guy must have went home and killed himself. <laughs> well, that that's is, on him. That is the worst thing possible. <laughs> that's like every dude's nightmare right there. You finally made it. You're there, and you get sent home because you're not big enough. <laughs> God, I don't know. Would, is that was that? Would that be one of your nightmares if somebody did that to you? That'd be horrible. Yeah, <laughs> I would feel terrible about myself. <laughs> I would immediately start looking for every big dick pill in the market. <laughs> Take them all at once. I'll overdose on that shit. 
<laughs> How did Corbin die? Well, you know, he OD'd on fucking what is that commercial Rhino called? Rhino horn. <laughs> uh, extends. Yeah. <laughs> Where it had that dude always smiling. Oh, Bob. Yeah. Well, that was like erectile dysfunction shit. Um, it's like, hey, this is Bob. Bob has a little, you know, skip in his step. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about those commercials. He said that it's uh, Enzite. Yeah. So I mean, but you know, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just. I mean, don't you want to see the goods before like you it's go di- to town? It's different with a guy. I think. Um, I don't need like a pussy pick first because there's nothing. Unless it's literally like a, so, you don't want to see if there's a blue waffle uh, hanging that's, that's out down there. Like. That's what I was going to say. Unless it, unless it's <laughs> literally blue waffle, there's nothing that you could show me that would turn me off from that. It's different with a dick, I guess. There's actual like size and girth, and you know, like um, it, it's it's different. I I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it would take literal blue waffle. Although, you know, back in June, I did have my first run-in with um, the clap. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know if it was the kid I slept with during Pride morning. Because we went to Pride. I was drunk all three days. I was literally drunk from Friday to Sunday night. And I only got like two hours of sleep. So... We went on Saturday night. I went and stayed at my friend's house in Murray. And it was me, Casey, and then another friend who he ended up leaving. But um, that later that night, I got a message from somebody and they were like, hey, what's up? Blah, 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 this and that. And I was like, oh, not much. So like an unknown number. No, it was from a dating app. Oh, okay. And so we ended up fucking that night, that morning. It was like five o'clock in the morning. And so I went home. I went back to my buddy's house and it was like two hours before we had to wake up to go to Pride because it started at 10. And so it was like eight in the morning and my Casey woke up and we started drinking at 830. (laughs) And so I don't. And so then... A week later, that following Sunday, I slept with somebody that I've slept with before, and I think it was him, because I, him and I have, like, fucked around a couple of times, and we had never used a condom before, Yeah, and it was just kind of weird, because all of a sudden, he was, like, adamant about using one. Oh. And I was like, okay, so we used one, but... Um, I ended up going because so I ended up throwing my back out, and <laughs> you I really are old. I literally you throw went, your back out fucking. No, that wasn't. Like, <laughs> no, so it wasn't because of that. But I ended up uh, literally four days after sleeping with him. I ended up going to the bathroom, and when I stood up, there was blood in the toilet bowl. So it freaked me out, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I need to go to the hospital." So I went to the hospital, and at first they thought it was um, a kidney stone. 
because my back was hurting, mm-hmm. but then the blood issue. And so they really couldn't tell what it was. So they ended up not finding any blood in my urine. And they were like, so you might want to check your stool if, you know, if there's anything, you'll have to come back. But they were like, it might be an STI. We, we were running tests anyways. But just in case, we've treated you for it. Mm-hmm. We've, we've given you all the necessary treatment that you, you'll need to get rid of it. And so, um, two days later, I got a call from the PA that took the test and everything. And he goes, yeah, you tested positive for chlamydia. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Out of the 482 dudes I've slept with. (laughs) (laughs) From the time I've been. (laughs) From the time I've been 14 years old until now being 31. I've never had an STD until back in June. I mean, it's gone now. I ended up going because the PA told me he was like, um, anytime somebody tests positive for an STD or an STI, mm-hmm. we automatically tell them to go get tested for HIV. And I was like, ah, fuck. So I started freaking out about it. And I was talking to a friend of mine and he was like, you know that the Utah AIDS Foundation does it for free during the month of June. They test for everything for free. So if you're in the clap or if you're going to possibly get HIV, month of June is the month to do it. Well... Uh, the Utah AIDS Foundation, if they test for HIV year round for free, but for chlamydia, um, syphilis, and gonorrhea, they they do charge for it. But during the month of Pride Month, they, they do know it for it's free. happening to everybody that month. <laughs> they know we're all out there just being whores, so <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, you you bitches need to get checked. You need you need this free check." So. Um, they were like, it'll be about two to six weeks. If you don't hear anything by then, then you don't got it. So that's awful. It should not be. If you don't hear anything, you don't have it. It should be. If you hear, you don't have it. You don't have it. They should call you and tell you, you don't have it. Just wait. Yeah, just waiting forever for this magical phone call to come and tell you you're dying. Well, and I knew that I didn't, I, which I don't even know why I got tested for it. I just went in because they'll they'll tell you your HIV results within 30 minutes. But everything else takes two to six weeks because they have to send it off to a lab, mm. which was weird. But I guess it really isn't that weird because a hospital, when you go to an emergency room, I'm sure they can order tests to be done like that because it it's literally an emergency room. Like they need to know what you have. Whereas if you go to anywhere else, then it'll take a certain amount of time because they mm. really don't give a fuck. They're just like, well, we'll tell them sooner or later. Until then, don't be having sex. Yeah. You know? And so, I, I pro- it was probably a waste of time for me to even get it just because uh, the emergency room had already treated me for it. Yeah. If, if you take your uh, your your pills or your shots, whatever they give you for, the, for chlamydia, I think it's like after like two weeks, it's completely gone. Yeah. So, they gave me four white, um, what are they called? Pills? Yeah, well, no. What is it called? Like when it reverses the effect? What is that called? Um, uh, reverse. Not the a effect. vitamin, but um, anything of an antibiotic. Yeah, that. Okay. <laughs> so they gave me four white little antibiotic pills, and then they injected something inside of my IV, mm-hmm. and they were like, "If you do have it, it's gone." So we've literally given you all the treatment that you'll need to get rid of to get rid of it. Yeah. And that's literally what he told me when he called me two days later. He was like, 
um, yeah, you tested positive for it. And he goes, but you, we've given you all the treatment for it. So you don't have to worry. You don't have to come back in. And so, and then they just doped me up on fucking Percocets because my back was hurting. So good month for you. You know, I just, I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. Who's got the clap? I do. I do. Well, that looks like a clap. I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. Who's got the You know the what, clap? Corbin? I do, I do. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't fuck me with that clappy dick. <laughs> mm, it's gone now, by the way, so <laughs> any listeners, Zach is open for business. <laughs> My whore days are back on schedule. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I literally was in shock. I was shooketh (laughs) that that had happened to me. My first time ever was when I was 14 and it was with a 26-year-old dude. But I was a lot more mature, and I was taller for my age, so I lied, told him I was 18, <laughs> and yeah, that's how that went. So, I mean, and then ever since then, I just, once it's like, it's like a drug addiction. Once you get it, you just, you just got to keep doing it, like, <laughs> you just can't give up. So, I mean, you know. I get on that Tinder every once in a while. I get on those fucking grinder. That grinder <laughs> app. Yep. <laughs> so, and I don't have any problems either. So, in that department. Yeah. You said fight 528 or something? 428. 428. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, 482. 482. Damn. Yeah. A big celebration for your big 500. Uh, hey, you know what? I might invite all 500 of them and <laughs> have a real party. <laughs> but no, it was so scary. My it, like during that time, it was super scary because I was like, "Oh my god, what if I have HIV?" I'm gonna die. But then I was I was telling people, I was like, I would be that person to not go get treated just because it's so expensive and I, I would just let it kill me. I would just be like, you know what? <laughs> Checking out. <laughs> Literally. Literally went out with the bang. <laughs> but no, my friend, like during, like in June when we were talking, when he told me that the Utah AIDS Foundation does it for free, mm-hmm. he was telling me that there are literally people out there who do have it and they have parties. Like it's called a bug party. And there are literally people who will go and do go to these like sex parties just to get it. Why? I don't know. I uh, that's what I asked, and I and he even couldn't. He was like, I don't know. He goes, when, when when they get it like the clap or HIV, HIV. Why would you go intentionally get HIV? I don't know. People are sick. Yeah. I'm scared to death of any kind of illness, so I'm just like, eh. I see the ads all those times. Those like those pills. You can, you, you know what I'm talking about? Prep, maybe. 
I, I see them all the time where it's like uh it's like some like pill you take so that it makes you less likely to get HIV. So here's the problem with that. And they actually have an, a huge lawsuit about that pill right now. Because what it's doing is the people that are on that pill, it's called PrEP, I think is what it is. And people that are on it, it's only meant for like a short term to get your immune system to, to be to like to... Like if you do end up getting potentially the the sickness, the the virus, it's supposed to deter it and get rid of it. So all these people think that it's a permanent solution to not ever get HIV, so they keep taking it. Well, now it's fucking up every uh, it's fucking up uh, everybody's livers and kidneys, and because it was only supposed to be meant for like if you are practicing unsafe sex then take this and it's like a deterrent for it. Mm-hmm. It was never made to be a permanent solution so that you would never have, that you would never get it. So the, the CDC, um, which is independent, the CDC says that uh, when taken daily, um, it reduces the risk of getting HIV from sex by about 99%. But if you, if you inject drugs, like if you, if you like share needles, stuff like that, then it only reduces your risk by 74%. So it seems like based on that, it works if you take it daily. Yeah. So, but yeah, now look up the lawsuit about it. I'll work on it. It's a, it's a huge thing right now. There's like a huge lawsuit right now and people are trying to get in on it. If you might be owed money. I mean, you know how it is with lawsuits. Yeah. 41 patients in California. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a crazy large number. But now the lawsuit is including everybody nationally. Like if you're taking it and you ex- if you're experiencing these issues, these problems with your body because of that drug, then you can get in on that lawsuit. They suffered bone or kidney damage as a result of taking, uh, uh, taking the pill. Yep. But they they didn't get HIV. They just had bone and. Well, that's damage. what I'm saying. They were suffering other uh, side effects after mm-hmm. taking the pill on a daily basis. Because yeah. the pill was never, like I said, the pill was never meant to be a permanent solution. It was only meant for people who are practicing unsafe sex with people they don't know. Like you. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, it was basically meant for that reason only. And people realized that it was something that worked, and so they were continuing to take it, and now it's fucking people up even even more, because it was never meant to be a permanent solution. I mean, based on this, it looks like it was meant for that. They they say it's supposed to be, supposed to be taken daily, just like birth control. Mm, unless everybody's body is different, and they just can't take it every day. Yeah, I mean, there's al- there's always side effects. There's always side effects of pills. Um, I, I'm curious what happens with this lawsuit, though, because unless that side effect was not one that they had disclosed um, prior, to, prior to people taking the drug, I don't see a way they really win. That it may cause kidney issues and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they, they find that shit all the time. I mean, you, you look at the side effects list for drugs and they're massive because they find some of these things beforehand. Um, and if you get those side effects, you can't really sue because you knew that was a possibility. I like Cat Williams stand up comedy when he's talking about side effects. And he goes, Back in the day, they didn't give a fuck about you. The side effects, they said so damn quiet, you couldn't even hear it. Like, possible side effects are. 
Now they say it so loud and proud that you forget what the fuck they're supposed to be curing in the first goddamn place. <laughs> Which they do. And he's like, um, uh, what was it? Do you have, uh, do you have depression or something? Mm-hmm. Just take this simple pill and you'll be skipping rope back in a couple of days. Possible side effects are loss of the rest of your toes, <laughs> <laughs> fucked up ankles, <laughs> dislocated kneecaps. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my favorite ones are always the depression ones because it's like, it's like take this pill for your depression. Side effects include depression, suicide. It's like, okay, that's the side effects, the thing it's trying to cure. Yeah. It's the exact thing. <laughs> and it's going to, so you are depressed and you go and take fucking Zoloft. But the side effects might want to cause you to kill yourself. It's like there's a chance it fixes it. There's a chance it makes it worse. <laughs> Fucking people. But yeah, so that's so, all about it. What's next for you for the rest of the year? Any trips? You know. Any vacations? No. <laughs> no. I'm actually going to be. More camping. <laughs> More, more camping more adventures. Pushing, pushing people in fires. No. Um, no, I, I think my next biggest trip is going to be next year. And it's going to be... Golden Girls Cruise. Oh, I really want to go on that so bad. But um, we're actually going to be going to Virginia Beach or Myrtle Beach or somewhere in the back east. Because when my mom's mom died... That's your grandma. Last year. Well, I never called her grandma. I didn't even know her. So when my mom's mom died last year, the family all back east and stuff said, you know, it shouldn't take death for us all to be together. So they all started planning this thing where like every other year, like they'll come out. So they came out this year. Next year, we'll go out there. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the year after they'll cut, so it'll just be it'll just change, yeah. And, they'll, and we'll always be doing something every other year. We do something similar with our uh, family in Florida. Uh, they were just here in August, the first bit of August, um, and then next year we're probably gonna go out there and just kind of flip flop back and forth the same thing. So next year, I think that's where we're supposed to be going out there. The only thing that's a bummer about a family vacation <clears throat> like that. It's like, it's a vacation, it's fun, we're going to do all this stuff, and you spend half your time just sitting in someone's house talking, you know, which is fun, but that's not what I'm taking time off work for and flying across the country for. You know, I'm doing that so I can go have fun and go to the beach and, you know, go to concerts or go to do something, you know? Yeah, see, and my uncle, when they came out here, he felt the opposite. All he, he wanted to do was just sit around and talk? Well, because he, yeah. he always works. And so it was a vacation for him. And so since we were from the time Friday morning came, I mean, we were literally on the go, Mm -hmm. just on the go in cars, like for hours, just driving around, driving here, driving there, just taking them to see things like, so that was why they didn't go to Vernal. They they just wanted a break from all that. Yeah. he He was like, you know, he was like. I literally feel like I have been in the car the entire time that I've been here. He goes, it's just literally in the car, going here, going there, just just in the car. He goes, I just want to sit and not do shit. I just want to sit here and relax and not have to worry about driving nowhere, mm-hmm. which is why I think they stayed behind because they didn't feel like going in the car. Yeah. I like to always be on the go on vacations. Like I like to... 
go walk around the city, go do whatever. I like to just always stay active with it. Um, I'm not a big fan of just like sitting around, but being in a car does suck dick. Like sitting in a car for like three hours, just going somewhere and then you get there and it's like 10 minutes of fun. That is pretty awful. Yeah. And it's, see, that's why I don't like long road trips. I'm like, I'll, I'll fly. Yeah, I'll fly. <laughs> I will meet you there. If you want to drive clear across the country, but be my guest. But I will literally meet you there. Mm-hmm. Save a day doing it. Because, I mean, even if you have a road trip and even if you're with people that you actually like and not your family, I mean, it, it still is going to suck dick. Yeah. You know, I actually like driving by myself um, on a road trip. Like I once went down to St. George because my, my friend was down there for some pharmacist thing, like a convention. And I was meeting him down in St. George. And I've done that that drive many times on the way to Vegas. And uh, it's always like, okay, right? When you're with somebody, you talk for a little bit and it's fun. But by myself, I just blast my music, sing along. I don't give a shit if I don't sing well because I'm the only one who hears it. And like that's more fun to me. I had a friend at work who just barely went to Oregon. She drove by herself from here to Oregon. And she has put on podcasts and just listened to a bunch of podcasts. And like that's better in a lot of ways than driving with somebody because you just do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I, I mean – Part of the part of the times I I like to, because you don't have to listen to them bitch about your music, about what. Okay. Well, if you had better taste in music, Zach. Okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny because my friend John said the same thing because he asked to play a couple songs in my car and I was really reluctant on letting him do so, but I finally did, and so he was just like, "No, I get it." He goes, "I'm the same way. Like, if it's my car, like, what kind of music you got? My kind." <laughs> okay, well, what is it? What is what kind of music is it? The Country kind you're about roads. to listen to it. <laughs> That's the only kind. My kind and the only kind. That's the only kind you're. It's my hear. way, and we're on the highway, bitch. <laughs> so, what about you? Anything else besides your upcoming trips? I mean, that's basically it right now. Um, I want to do a lot of travel next year too. So always. Oh well, always fuck us, I guess. Right. I mean, you can come with. <laughs> you gotta pay your own way though <laughs> okay well see i was thinking something completely different i thought it was gonna be paid for all inclusive <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm kind of uh you know i have all my vacations planned for the year between boston and san francisco and tucson um next year I'm, i want to do some international trips i'm thinking paris because i have a few friends in paris uh well in just france general i have friends in Paris, paris and friends down south, um, southern France. Um, want to go there? I every once in a while find some great deals for like four hundred eighty bucks round trip. So from wait, there to Paris, from here to Paris, yeah. So I, that's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. So I'm, I'm kind of waiting for one of those to come back up and then take uh, you know you know book one of those flights. Shanghai, I don't know I'm thinking of Shanghai or Beijing or Thailand. I love Thai food, so I'd love to go to Thailand. Um, every once in a while, same thing. You can find a flight for like five hundred bucks round trip, not bad. So. It kind of depends on what deals I can get. But yeah, those are the things I'm thinking about next year. I have a buddy. I think he's stationed. In, well, I know he was stationed in Malaysia and I think he's in Thailand or I don't know. I see his Facebook all the time. So mm-hmm. he's either. I I don't know. I think he just travels to all the other Asian countries that are right there. Yeah. And so um, I know he was in Thailand and Phuket recently. So, but I think. Fuck it's, it. I think it's more Malaysia because he's on military orders out there. So, 
He don't come home till next year, though. Which is gay. No, I'm kidding. But, yeah. I mean, no exciting trips uh, that I can think of. No Vegas trips or Wendover or not, nothing like that even? I'd love to go to Vegas again. I actually have a friend that uh, bought a house out there this year. And so I was like, well, I'm coming to stay there when I come to see you or come to see Vegas. So now I don't have to worry about paying for a room. Yeah, but it's better to stay on the strip. Be, you know, have a hotel right there. Because when you get drunk as shit, you just walk up to your room. You're not trying to like navigate some taxi off off the strip somewhere. Or isn't that what Lyft and Uber is for? Where you can yeah, you think, <laughs> but this fucker doesn't know how to type his own address into Lyft. No, he literally <laughs> he literally sent me three miles away from my house. So I hand him my phone and I say, put your address in here. We're going to get you home. And he puts his address in. I call the Uber. And the next day he has no shoes. He has no phone. And uh, it was all here. All my stuff was here. He's like, you asshole. You dropped me off three miles away from my house. And I'm like, you dropped yourself off. You put your address in. I don't know where you fucking live. I literally got home when the sun was coming out. Like, I was literally walking barefoot with nothing. No phone, no nothing. And I just was... I think you had your phone when it was dead. No, or it was did here. I have it, it was in the car. In, oh, okay. Yeah, I had his car. I had his shoes. I had his phone. So... All my essentials that I need. I had some, some of Mandy stuff, too, because some of Mandy stuff was in your car. So the next day, I, I drove... Um, I drove over to Mandy's house, dropped her stuff off, and then drove up to Zach's, picked him up. We went out to we went out to lunch, and then brought him back here so we can get his car so he can drive all the way back home. Yeah, good times, good times. <laughs> and that was another one where you and Andy like, or you and Mandy like broke up. Okay, right? like, but she has, called like, me five. Dylan. That's why. So she didn't call you Dylan. She, she said, totes did. She said, you're acting like Dylan. Yeah, see, that was comparing me to Dylan, so. (laughs) She said, you're pulling the same shit Dylan pulled. That's what what she said. You just don't compare me. (laughs) (laughs) She said the same thing to Casey, too, that, that, that night. That he was like trying to pull. So is that like her go to saying, I guess? Must (laughs) must be. (laughs) No, but yeah. I mean, other than that, there's really not much else. It's been great catching up. <laughs> you lost a cat and found a cat? Yeah, one of the little nakeds ran away. So did you so what was the whole deal? I when you texted back you said someone tried to steal her. Okay, so we we were on our way out to go make those posters and those flyers. Mm-hmm. So he went missing Tuesday. And Tuesday morning, nobody had seen him. Wednesday, nothing until Thursday night at like 1130. Once they found there's a reward. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, literally. Once we posted that there was a reward, all of a sudden she's getting a message. I found your cat. I don't know if it's really him or not because he barricaded himself in my garage. And Mandy's like, okay, well, can I come see if it's him? And she was like, well, we're not home right now. We're at this house. Okay, so you 
are not at home where our cat allegedly barricaded himself and you can't get him out, but yet you've gotten a hold of him and taken him to another house? I thought you couldn't tell if it was him or not because you couldn't see him. So we get there and they had a collar on him. They literally went to the pet store and bought a collar. And it was a little pink one with white skulls on it. And bought him food. And so we were sitting there thinking about it. First of all, her telling us that it barricaded himself in the garage. But yet they were at a different house. She wasn't at home yet. So we couldn't go to her house. And you bought all this shit for a cat that that you, you didn't even plan see? on keeping. Like, exactly. Like, so you, any normal person would know that that is an expensive cat. They're mm-hmm. like $2,000 cats. Mm-hmm. So obviously somebody's looking for this cat you would think that you would take it to a fucking animal shelter or the humane society or somewhere where they can scan the freaking the the microchip Mm -hmm. because obviously a cat like that is going to be microchipped and so she claims she didn't plan on trying to steal it but it's like i told mandy i was like so why would you not take it to a shelter so she asked her that well, I get off late. I work at a pet store, and I'm I'm a college student, and I I could have sold him for a lot more than the reward money that you offered. So did did she end up giving her the uh, the reward money? Nope. She gave her a hundred dollars and told her because she hit her four hundred dollar. Mandy hit her four hundred dollar ATM limit, so she couldn't pull out more than the hundred dollars that she gave. So she was like, "I can give you a hundred dollars now." And I'll give you $100 next week when I get paid. Well, then all of a sudden it turned into, I when you bring that money, I need you to also bring the collar back. Why? Well, I spent a lot of money on your cat and blah, 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 this and that to make sure that he was comfortable. We literally looked all over KSL and Facebook. Okay, so we literally posted, we blasted Facebook with messages starting Tuesday when he went missing. Did you put it on like the, the Utah Lost Pets page? Mm-hmm. We put it everywhere. And then we had people sharing the shit out of the posts. So you're telling me that you looked on Facebook and didn't see one ounce of a lost naked cat until there was a reward posted. And the little old lady that helped us knows Shannon. That's how she got in touch with Mandy. And so she texted her that night and she was like, she stole him. And it was funny because she was like, now that we've made all these posters, you're going to find your cat. Watch. You'll you'll find him. And sure as shit, we weren't even, she didn't, because I ended up, she, we drove all the way from Saratoga Springs back to Mandy's house because I had to go pick up some fresh piss for my drug test. <laughs> and um, We'll edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, you can edit that out. <laughs> but... And I wasn't even gone like 30. I was okay. I was gone for like an hour. Um, but I drove all the way up north to go get that. And as I was on my way back, she's like, well, where are you? Um, I just got a call about Nike. So um, I, I, and I was like, well, don't leave. Don't go without me. And so, yeah. Oh, are you the muscle? Well, no, because I didn't know where it was at. I mean, and she didn't want to go alone either. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, okay, well, I'll be there. I'll be there soon, whatever. And literally, we hadn't even gone two hours from that lady's house. And all of a sudden, 
somebody found the cat. Yeah. And I'm just like, that bitch was planning on keeping him. She, she, and that's what one of Mandy's friends said too. Oh, now they found your cat. Now that there's a reward that's posted, mm-hmm. they just wanted the reward money. That's all they wanted. Yeah. The- and the fact that she sat there and was like, I could have sold him for a lot more. Already tells you that she was planning on keeping him. The so the the buying the food is not suspicious to me because if I found a pet that I didn't I, I, I actually I actually looked for you know who the owner was, I'd make sure the, the, the pet actually had food. Especially if I worked at a pet store, I could probably get a discount on it, right? So I would buy food, so that's not suspicious to me. The collar's not too bad. Um, still, why would you why would you buy a collar for something you're not planning on keeping? Because that one is a little bit suspicious, but it's not horrible because it's. Uh, I mean, the cat already ran, ran away once, right? You want to at least put something on it. Um, but yeah, definitely. Why wouldn't you take it to go get it chipped? Especially if you work at a pet store, you know that microchipping is a thing. Exactly. If you work at a pet store, you know, and especially for a cat like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, an expensive cat like that. I mean, you one, you already know that. They're not just going to be out there roaming the streets, right? They're, somebody yeah, they don't is definitely, yeah. So somebody is definitely missing that expensive cat. It's mm-hmm. gotten out, or somehow it's gotten out, and somebody is definitely missing it. So you should already know that somebody's looking for that kind of a cat. So I, I don't know. The whole thing was just real shady, and so finally, after her and her argued over it, Mandy, because she started being shitty, and I guess Mandy just basically was like, "Well, you know what? You can go get fucked." I was going to give you the money, but now you're fucking being a cunt. So, no, you can go fuck yourself. You ain't getting shit from me. Thanks for finding my cat. I appreciate all you've did to help him. But, um, no. So, I don't know. Precious nakeds. <laughs> fucking Dakota. Oh, when he found out their house got burnt down. Well, that's probably where all his hair went. That, well, that's probably where all the hair went. It got burnt in the fire. <laughs> Little ball sack cats. Oh, they're so cute and precious. Oof. Gross. Precious in like Gollum, like my precious way. <laughs> <laughs> no. So what's up, Zach? Anything else? Uh, we're an hour and a half in. Well, no. I guess there's nothing else. On my end. All right. Want to get a little send off? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, until next time, Corbin, please don't make it last 12 years like you did. So, yeah. Any parting words from you? Uh, I'm going to go travel for like a week and a half. So it actually will be a while till the next one. But then we'll definitely do something after that. All right. Well, until then, 